quote, Sir Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom 1940-1945, we are all worms, but I believe that I am a glowworm. <laughs> to all you worms out there listening, whether you're a glowworm, an earthworm, a bookworm, a filmworm, <laughs> I don't care what kind of worm you are, welcome to another episode of Nerd Out. You're listening to us again, once again. Um, I'm Jen Spears. With me, as always, two of my favourite worms, uh, Sandro Falce. How are you, Sandro? Good. What kind of worm are you, Sandro? Uh, We're all glowworms, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, just a just your typical friendly neighbourhood worm. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have that glowworm toy? No, I never got into glowworms. Mm, they um, were cool. Yeah, they were very cool. They were all a little bit too... I, I, at Hello, the Rob, time. Rob, Rob Lord's here too. Hello, Hi. Rob. How are you going? Uh, they're, they're, a bit, they're a bit too, you know, they were marketed more towards the girl varieties. They're great night lights. The great night lights. I did hear that. I always did want one, but I uh, yeah. never got it. I just snuggled up. What kind of worm are you, Rob? Um, I'd like to consider myself just a mad worm in a box, travelling through time and space, helping out where I can. Oh. So, I going see. Going through wormholes and things. Going through wormholes, exactly. Oh, Baby, you're a fireworm. No, fireworms. Okay. Fire What's a fireworm? I mean, you change the lyrics, that's a good thing. So. <laughs> you may wonder what? why we're all a little bit silly. <laughs> we're recording at night time. We are. Night time always means well, we go silly time. It's still first, light outside. Our first ever night time episode. Of 2018. We did some. Yeah, we did, we did a late one. Oh, yeah, we did, of course. Yeah. We've done two, actually. This will okay. be the third. Oh, sure. looking, yeah. okay. I'm such a nana. I remember every night time recording. We were on our best behaviour last time as well. We were. We had a special guest. Mm. Yeah. We were. She brought a, you know, a good luck she did. pussycat into the studio. From Aaron, from uh, Cult Kiss. Yes. Um, brought in a little little kitty. Was it a kitty? It was. Yeah. It was a little... Uh, anyway. Yes, good luck, kitty. And so, yeah, so we're back to being our normal we're selves. Back to being the, the three of us. The three musketeers. Three glowworms. <laughs> our bags being um, uh, Brian Adams. Of course. Okay. Who wants to be Sting and who wants to be Rod Stewart? Shotgun Sting. Right. Oh, we had to I'll think... Be stinging You'll worm. be Rod Stewart? I'm more than happy to not be I'm sting. a stinging worm. <laughs> Um, You're a stinging worm. I don't know if I just speak for myself. It's been a pretty chill week. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I been chill. I'm, I'm so used to starting these episodes. It's been like it's been a big week, yeah. but I don't feel like it has been. I mean, there's a lot of news. We've got a lot, of, a news. lot of news after the bombardment of uh, information and announcements and stuff like that. It's yeah. been quite chill. We've got a lot of news because there is. Sure. But it's not always, as massive. It's always a lot of nerd news. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't massive and big and no big events. It but I think um, Sandra put it quite well. It's January. It is not a lot going on. Yeah. The good thing about January, though, is that uh, because we live in Australia, all the Oscar bait films are delayed until January, That's February, true. so we That's finally true. get to see them, which is what we've been doing. Work so. our way through them, yeah. Yes, yes. A lot of people have been saying to me, going, oh, so, oh well, I reviewed uh, Darkest Hour, and we all went yeah. to see Darkest Hour. And a lot of people have been going, That's not very nerdy. Not very nerdy. Getting their hackles up, going, Not very nerdy. Because, well, there are historical nerds out there. Thank yep. you very much. You can be, I think you can be a nerd about anything. I agree That's with it. you. Yep. Yep, and some people are Winston Churchill nerds. When you get them talking about it, they are absolute nerds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what nerd? What type of worm are you? Bookworm. Bookworm. Oh. Bookworm. Of course. I like oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> you said worm. What? Do you want to change your worm? Do you, nah, Sandro? You want to You're be not a, a tape worm. He's a DJ worm. <laughs> DJ worm. Music <laughs> worm. I don't know. What's your thing? Everyone's like got a ear thing. Ear worm or something. An earworm. Earworm. I that like works. That. that works. What are you? Yeah, me. I said I'm. I'm, I'm a time. No, come worm. on. You got to make it like two words. Two words. Something we've got a, we've got a bookworm, an earworm. And a timeworm. And a tapeworm. Tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> Gets in there and he burrows in and you lose lots of weight. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Getting my middle-aged 
Speaking of uh, losing weight and um, not consuming, I don't know, that was a terrible segue. (laughs) I love it when Jen hosts. (laughs) I'd never get my own TV show, would I? It'd be a bloody mess. I'd never stick to the script. Oh, you'd get get a community television show for definite. I could too. I'd be pretty likeable. Anyway, not if I keep talking like that. Um, yeah, so I think Good. I think we might dive into our, our regular first segment. Ooh. Sometimes we swap it around, but it's usually our regular mm, first segment mm, of mm, uh, mm. the age-old question. Mm. How old is that age-old question? Older than you, Rob. <laughs> Jesus oh, wow. Christ. And older than me. <laughs> definitely older than Sandra. Yeah, definitely older. We have to squeeze a Sandra age joke in every episode. Every now. episode now, um, yeah. Yeah. What have we been consuming I'm going to throw it over to Rob. Thank you. Thank what you very much. What are you consuming? You did like a basketball. Time worm. Time worm. I'm going to <laughs> look at you, but throw it over. I know. I looked at Sandra. I, oh, I've been watching too much sport. I'm like, I faked it. I faked it. <laughs> Run that play well. Well, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, and I thought I'd just throw it in uh, right now for consuming lately. Uh, I've been watching, and I have watched all of season 12 of that juggernaut of a comedy uh, sci-fi series, Red Dwarf. Oh, cool, cool. Season 12 uh, was released in the UK uh, end of last year and only just been uh, screening in uh, Australia on ABC uh, this year. I think there are about three episodes in. Uh, and this is a series they filmed back-to-back uh, about two years ago. Season 11 and 12 they filmed uh, straight. So 12 episodes straight, uh, which is unheard of within um, anything outside of Doctor Who. And um, season 11 was solid, but it's um, the longer it's gone along, the less episodes I remember. And I don't remember much about season 11. But season 12... Uh, has uh, finished up and it's still a good couple of months since uh, about a month since I finished watching it and I can still remember clearly all six episodes and especially some of them were some of the strongest writing that Red Dwarf has had in a long time for those of you that don't know it's a sci-fi comedy series that premiered for the first time 30 years ago this is the exact year that wow. it uh, wow. premiered yeah on the 15th of February it was the first year 30 oh, years old and they've done 12 well. seasons um show about uh, uh, the Jupiter Mining Corporation ship Red Dwarf and the crew are dead. They were killed in the radiation leak except for one of their crew members, uh, Dave Lister, who was put in suspended animation because he brought on board a cat, a pregnant cat, uh, that wasn't put into quarantine. So he was put into stasis and he was released three million years years later by the uh, onboard computer Holly when it was safe for him to be released. And Mm -hmm. he is now three million years away from home and it's just him and his only company, uh, a holographic representation of uh, his bunk mate, David uh, um, uh, Arnold Rimmer, and also uh, a life form that evolved from uh, the cat that he had, Frankenstein, that had been uh, living down in the basement levels of his ship. One of my ship. favorite characters. Yes. Uh, and so it's been going on and on from strength to strength. It's had change of uh, organization. The two people who created the show, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor, they separated at the end of season six, and Doug uh, Naylor carried, carried on with seven, eight. Uh, Back to Earth and uh, 10, 11, and 12. And this is a solid season. It's a really good season. Uh, Sandra and I had a little, uh, uh, you know, we orbited around conversation. We didn't yeah. really have an in-depth conversation, but we orbited around it. You tiptoed. Yeah, we tiptoed <laughs> through well, the you, conversation. Were you scared you were going to disagree? No, well, we were tr- I think we were probably waiting to actually discuss it in the show sure. and we've just been caught up with other things. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so all the original cast are back, which so we've got uh, Craig Charles, Denny John Jules. Mm. Uh, How Chris- are they looking? 
Chris Barry and uh, Robert Llewellyn, and they're looking good. Looking they're good. Looking yeah. good. Uh, okay. Craig, Craig Charles is looking uh, pretty good. He's Who's looking he a bit. Play? He plays David Lister. He's looking ragged around the edges, mm. but he um, his DJ work still uh, keeps him up and partying like he was in his twenties. Yeah. Danny John Jules is a remarkable specimen um, uh, who's still looking very good, but he's clearly wearing a wig now because he shaved <laughs> off his all his hair when he realised he was going bald, and now he's done most of his uh, popular work is in uh, Death in Paris. Paradise. He's um, yeah. one of the cops in that. Uh, Robert Llewellyn is hidden behind layers of makeup yet again. Uh, and still solid as Crichton. Chris Barry is probably the one who's um, been uh, ravaged by age a bit too much. His hairline's dropping off, and they're still trying to keep him uh, looking as he did in the early days. Um, but the writing is solid. It was a great change uh, about from season 10 that Doug Naylor decided he'd do all the writing in um, season 7 and 8 he shared writing responsibilities with other writers and they never really gelled with Doug Naylor's style but he's done all the writing himself and especially with season 12 we've got some fantastic standout episodes Uh, we've got an episode where uh, Crichton comes across a ship full of mechanoids his his, um, robotic uh, kind and we get to see uh, the other red dwarf uh, characters finally become mechanoids. Cool. So um, Chris Barry has always had a great impersonation of all the characters on Red Dwarf, but to see him inhabit a mechanoid character is fantastic. Um, there's also an amazing episode which goes back almost to that first season or two of Red Dwarf when it was basically just a sitcom in space. Yeah. Um, before they went into their more advanced science fiction genres and almost did a sci-fi movie mm. comedy in half an hour for mm. season four, five, and definitely six. Um, but there's one episode called uh, uh, Mechanocracy, Mechocracy, which is um, <laughs> they're voting for a new uh, leader representative of all the mechanical beings on the ship. <laughs> yeah. So they have an election. Cool. And it's just basically the main cast and a lot of voiceover actors doing the voices of all the robots. And it is the most solid writing it's had in about 10, 15 years. It was a fantastic episode. Hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I really adored it. It's, it was great to watch. I'm looking forward to watching it again uh, and a lot of memorable stuff. There was only one episode in there that I absolutely detested, which was <laughs> dull. Yeah, yes, I absolutely detested. Yeah, Sandro. Was season sort of dip? It was yeah, season, f- it was episode right, yeah. three or four. Yeah, it was episode yeah. three, okay. I think, and it was Bummer. really bad. Johnny Vegas was in it and he was really disappointing. It was... It felt like it was trying to be a South Park episode. Okay. But it couldn't go overboard. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind so of it ended up being... So it couldn't be South Park, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, yeah. But yeah, especially because every other episode in the season has been so solid, it really stood out for me. So yeah, I'm, I loved uh, season 12 of Red oh, Dwarf. Great. It got it back to its really golden era for me of um, season uh, four and five. So yeah, I give it two thumbs up. Okay. Hmm. That's what I've been consuming lately. Very cool. Yeah, nice. Sandra? Uh, okay, so after <laughs> last episode, one of my friends, Samuel, said, you should do a proper review of Bright. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Um, I'm, I won't do, a, like, a full one, but I'll just very quickly say, yeah. I can see why some people like it, but... Oh, this is a bit of a turn. Um, yeah, I have been very negative about it, but I'm kind of putting my, I guess, the, the bias towards Max Landis to the side... And uh, just having a look at the film properly, none of the cast are that good. Joel Edgerton is really good as the main orc. Mm-hmm. Will Smith is not good. No. There's like a line Ooh. in there where he's like, today fairy lives don't matter as he kills a fairy. It's like, what? Okay. Yeah, he is has... Is that on the trailer? I think that, that is, was in the trailer yeah, and yeah, I was like, is. is that a Black Lives Matter? Mm. That's a bit awkward. That is in the trailer. You see, oh, 
I just I love Will Smith. I follow him on Instagram, and mm. he's just the fucking funniest. But even he's, yeah, even in Suicide Squad was not his. I liked uh, him in Suicide. Squad. He was Squad. fine. Yeah, but he was in Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's the same director as Suicide Squad as well, David Ayer, and you can tell it is because he takes like what are obviously sets that cost a lot of money mm. and that look really good and he makes them look really bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> that takes what. a lot of talent to but do But somehow that. he made it look like it was filmed on a tiny budget. Um, and also the soundtrack. They use a lot of hip-hop, because of course mm-hmm. they do. It's David Ayer. Uh, except it's new hip-hop. Um, I think he curated it, but it's from a whole bunch of different artists. That's right. There's this kind of genre going around with artists like Jaden Smith um, called Fake woke, where you fake pretend woke. your lyrics mean a, a lot, but they mean nothing at all. <laughs> that that is, sounds like a lot of effort. That is the soundtrack. <laughs> to <laughs> pretend to be woke when you're not, but you kind of are because you're singing about stuff. Yeah. It's very hipster, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, Jaden Smith has lines in, like, his new album where it sounds like he's, you know, the breaking... But he's talking nonsense. ...the walls and being like... The Illuminati and stuff. Oh, I see, but he's just saying Illuminati because it's he's like... he's just saying Illuminati for the right. sake of it. And everyone's like, he's a genius, but he's not. Um, that's the soundtrack of this. From, okay. So from a music standpoint, it's also not very good. Uh, the music worm. All in all, the earworm. One, one thumb down. It's not terrible. It's does, not the worst. Ooh, does Will Smith have any of his like chari- charisma that he no, hasn't really... No, he's actually really dislikable. Okay, I still film. think I need to watch it. And when you're going to put this out under a production name of Trigger Warning I think you have like you can go a bit further I don't know it was just just all in all it was a pretty uh, bland experience <coughs> bland okay. I, I think bland's the word I use bland yeah. Yeah. aside from that been consuming went to a concert FOMO uh, at the festival hall you're right it sounds terrible there isn't it terrible shit. really bad um, and the crowd were weird for that show as well it's one of those things at a gig where often when you go to a gig you can't actually hear mm. the singing and the music separately. You f- your brain actually, because you know the songs most time, your brain fills it in. So when I went and see- saw Run the Jewels, I know basically their songs, but I don't know all of them. And I was like, I can't understand a word they're saying. Mm. I can't. T-. The only bits that stood out were the wicka, 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 like the the, la- the like the scratching of the records. Yeah. There's a particular word for that. And I can't think of it right now. The breaks, I think it's called. Mm. Um and everything else was just like noise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I saw kind of in the moment. It like, was a bunch of d- DJs at first, so you could hear what they were doing pretty well. Then uh, SZA, who's like an R&B artist from America, came on. She was incredible. Mm-hmm. You could actually hear everything she was saying aside from her talking. Um, yeah. That was a bit muffled out. Then Post Malone came on, who I like, but he did the worst set ever because he just kind of sung over his own songs with auto tune that made him out of tune. This Post <laughs> which Malone is thing. What I, love. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever heard of the term Bader Meinhof syndrome where it's the idea that when you hear something for the first time, you then hear it all the time. Ah. So Post Malone came up on a, f- uh, a girl I follow on Instagram, a tattooist, tattooed his face. And then I saw him... Ev- obviously, he was in Australia, so I saw him everywhere. And then I was watching an episode of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I was not watching it. Someone else was watching it, and it was there. And they mentioned Post Malone. And I was like, I know that person. Google it. I was like, I am hearing this name everywhere, and I'd heard it for the very first time last week. So Bader well, Meinhof Syndrome. Google it. It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. But yeah, there you go. Post Malone, not yeah. a fan, but he's. I like the couple of his he's songs. Got dreadlocks. He sound yeah. <laughs> he's white with dreadlocks. I'm not um, into it. And on top of that, been binging uh, season two of Riverdale for the past three days. I need to watch that. Ah. So seen all nine episodes. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, because I started watching it semi-ironically because yeah, it's so uh, over the top. Yeah. it's quite 
funny, but season two is incredible. Okay, that's what I've heard. Yeah, really. Ka- Caitlin's, um, Caitlin was addicted to that while I was uh, overseas, and she was watching the rest of it while we are in Toronto. Um, and she started watching season two. So she's she still has a guilty thing. I'm sort of like, no, I'm not watching it. Why can't I hear it in the background? Shut up, you are. So I, uh, I When it first came out, there was that, like, it's really over the top, it's a bit dumb, you might not like it. Mm. So I didn't watch it and then I was like it's actually really good and I was like maybe I will watch it I've gone up and down I think I'm just going to watch it just watch yeah. it and I will decide if it's good exactly like mm. Jen um, come on I think I want to do an episode on it because I've got a friend who's a massive fan uh, who's going to be coming to Melbourne soon so. that'll give me a good reason to watch it then what? do it I don't know it's pretty good well also, I might tag out and Caitlin can stand in for me and she can yeah, talk about it so. that sounds good because she hasn't listened to this podcast I just need to admit she hasn't listened to this podcast and she said the reason why is because she doesn't understand most of the nerd stuff we talk about <laughs> so we need to listen to it with me next to her so when she goes okay pause so I can explain what the TV <laughs> show is or the movie and stuff like that is so. yeah um, anyway, that, that's what I... I won't review Riverdale now because, of course, yep. the season's not over, but uh, that's what I've been consuming lately. And there you go, Samuel, a proper review of Bright. There you go, Sam. Was it a thumb down? It was one thumb, thumb down. down. Not yeah. Bright at it's all. It's not the worst film of the year, but it's yeah, not well, very good. It was some pretty bad yes. films. What about Absolutely. you, Jen? Well, what have you been consuming? I've been lately? very sick. You have been. You may hear it occasionally. I'll be coughing in the background. You're still sick? That sickness is just it's holding on to you. It's bronchitis, so it's hanging onto my lungs. Um bronchitis. So I haven't been able to... Uh, bright TV has been not great for me. So, mm. And I've been finding if I'm watching things before bed, I'm not sleeping well because I'm not sleeping well. Anyway, so your resident bookworm. Hey. I'm always reading, so I've been reading. <laughs> um, and because I've been having trouble concentrating, I've just been reading, um, trying, just reading something fun that I don't have to really concentrate on. Um, so I just finished reading Miss Peregrine's... School for Peculiar Children, right? Yeah. which have you may you have heard of from the film. I haven't you, seen the yeah, film. Yeah, I've been um, deliberately not seeing the film so I can read the book first because I'm a big a one of those people. Is it a series of books? It is, uh, currently, there's two, but there will be a third coming out. Is, is there only two? Mm. Yep. Wow. So it t- took over the world really quickly. And yep. then, uh, I thought it would be like six plus. I thought it was, was just one. It. I thought it was just the one book uh, and movie. Um, so, But it... The, it's quite a cliffhanger at the end right. of, Miss pa- of the first book. So I, I got given um, Miss Peregrine's and Hollow City, both written by Ransom Riggs. Um, his first book to um, procure wow. the, the first one. Wow. Like, what a what an incredible first book. Um, smashed it out in a couple of days. I, In my mind, I was like, it's a young adult book. It's actually actually technically a kid's book, not yeah. a young adult. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and within the first chapter, shit is grim. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, we put some grim stuff in kids' books. Like... Mm. Murder and monsters, like scary monsters, not just like boogie monsters, like scary fucking yeah, monsters. Yeah. Um, there's war. It's set in. Um, it's hard to explain because the it's set now, but then um, where the peculiar children live, they live in a time loop time bubble, of yeah, 1942, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. And a bomb. The idea is that at the end of that day, a bomb hits the school yep. and blows it up. It's not really a spoiler. And so that Miss um, Peregrine, who is a can't think of the name for her right now but it's only women and they can turn into birds and they can control time so she's created this loop that finishes just before the bomb hits every day and they continue living this day and they've lived in this day for 80 years yeah um so um the main character jacob um a a family tragedy happens which leads him to go and search out for this for this school um and by doing that finds the loop and the children and the adventure happens Mm. um it's amazing book it's really easy to read the way it's done as well is that the author has gone and found um, photographs, like old actual black and white photographs, which he uses to then 
tell the story. Ah. So you'll have, you know, the opening chapter of my grandfather would tell me about this girl and she could do this and he would show me this photo and he'd turn the page and there'd be the photo. And it's really interesting because there's an interview at the end of the book with Ransom asking if the photos inspired the characters or vice versa. versa, He's like, it was a bit of both. Yeah. Like he was looking, he was writing the book as he was looking, you know, go to op shops and go through all these photos and things and then he'd be like, oh my goodness, that's that character. Or I have this character, what can be their peculiarity? There's a picture that looks like this girl is levitating. She can levitate. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting way of telling a story that it's almost like a picture book, but it's almost like flicking through someone's photo album yeah. and finding out where these photos fit in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. I give it two thumbs up. Um, I'm about a chapter into the second book, Hollow City. Um, so far, it's – I love discovering characters. Yeah. And, learn, and so far, there's been no new characters, so I'm a bit okay. like, I know all these people now, but I just love um, the discovery of, of characters and things. Yeah. So, um I always often have trouble with sequels a little bit when yeah. they just throw you back into the story and you're kind of like, cool, I, I've spent time with these characters, let's do yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still it's still beautifully written. It's got the photographs again in it um, and the world that she's that Ransom's created, he, I think it's a he, actually. I yeah. haven't even thought to check that. Sure. Um, Ransom, cool name. Cause I've the world he's created or they've created is just awesome this idea of time loops and that yeah. there's multiple time loops in the world and then there's something called punishment loops where they keep these monsters yeah. that are okay. loops of you know um, a day when the plague was at its worst or um, certain times in history mm. that have been like bombs and things happening in their punished like prison loops right yeah so it's like really this idea of time and being being safe but also being imprisoned yeah. by it because yeah. you can't leave yeah um, yeah I love it I would recommend Everyone to have a read? Yeah, I'd like to read it because I, I saw the film. film. I saw the film when it came out, uh, directed by Tim Burton, and he's sort of like... He's, yeah. he's oh, of course. It's and he's good. gone off. He's gone off the rails a bit. The trailer looks beautiful. Trailer's okay, yeah, and the film's all right. Uh, the cast is it's pretty good. It's a bad like, film. Yeah. Eva, Gr- I Eva Green. don't imagine Miss Peregrine to be young. Yeah. And she's quite young in that. I imagine her more like a Nanny McPhee. Yeah. yeah and yeah. in the, fo- like, the fact that this gives you photographs kind of, you know... Fills yeah. that in for you. Um, Ava Green she's is quite old. I mean, yeah. she's meant to be old. Yeah, Ava Green is quite young and she's stunning. She's well, yeah. a, but she's actually an incredible actress, so yeah. I think she holds it up well. Um, but it's got like Samuel L. Jackson as one of the bad guys. And yeah, like, I was just looking at the cast and a lot of the characters I don't recognise. Yeah, okay. but um, uh, what's her name? Um, Alison Janney is she in it? Alison Janney. No, she plays. Um, Character who in the book is male. Alison Janney plays Doctor Golan. Oh yes, and in yeah, the book yeah. is a is a man. Right. So oh, okay. I was like, oh, that would be interesting yeah, yeah. to see that dynamic. Um, yeah, two thumbs up. Smash it out. Um, it's been really good while I've been sick. Um, I will let you know what the second one's like. Awesome. And I'm going to watch cool. the film this week. I'll probably hate it because I always hate book films. Yes. When I've mm. just read the book. Yeah. I, I, Unless it's I Lord finished, of the Rings. I finished watching it and I went, yeah, I'll probably enjoy the book more. Yep. Yeah. Um, I even specifically asked for the book without the movie tie-in. Good. Yes. The co- <laughs> that's a great cover, actually. Yeah, it's a bit um, Death Becomes Her, a little girl with a yeah, hole yeah, through yeah. her. And on the first, in the first book, it's a little le- the little levitating girl. Right. Who's a sweetheart. Um, I will just add one more thing to the uh, consuming lately. <laughs> I did went, I did go back and I finally saw Last Jedi for the second time. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and the only reason I went is no, because a uh, person I work with on the Improvised Harry Potter works at Village and she got free tickets, so we got to go see it for free. And... 
the parts I loved, I still loved and I adored. The parts I still hated, I still hated. But the one thing, the big change, Ray is awesome. Yes. Ray is mm-hmm. great in the film. She's mm-hmm. a lot better. And she's got one of the best lines in the whole thing, which really struck with me when she turned. Because Luke spends whole of his time just guilt-ridden. And the part where she actually stands mm. up to him and goes, you know what? You didn't fail Kylo Ren. He failed you. Yeah. And yeah. I won't do that. I went, <gasps> okay, that's right. Okay. Ray is awesome now. Um, but yeah, still the whole the whole side story going it's, to the casino planet is oh, yeah. is pants and I, and I tried to pay close attention to the justification of how they can have a 36 hour chase scene without oh. actually catching up with the rebels it's, yep. they, they tried to justify and I went nope still doesn't make sense but yeah yeah. They're going, oh, we have to pull the fighters out because they're going out of range and we can't give you cover fire. Great. Okay. Well, and how come they're getting away? Because they're smaller and faster. Right. So we just stay here? Sure. Can't we just call in another ship to, like, light speed right next to them? No, 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 no. Well, can't we just do that? Nope. Because they had a plan, Rob. There's a plan all along. See, and it's that type of logic that, <laughs> calm makes, down, calm that makes you decide. So that, I, I, just also want, went, I just wanted to say that. I, I um, also went to Aladdin. Oh, the live show. Oh, mm. the play. It was fine. Okay. If I was <laughs> yeah, eight I years old or a parent, <clears throat> I wouldn't have realised that Jafar was in blackface and I uh, <gasps> would have enjoyed it. I, I say blackface. Uh, I won't get into it too much. He walked on stage and my partner whacked me on the shoulder. I said, I know, I can see it too. We were quite close to the stage. I know that theatre makeup usually go a shade darker than your normal shade so that you don't get washed out. It's about four to five shades darker than I think that I can see that the actor is not. Um, he's white. Right. Um, they'd lined his face to look gaunt and evil, yeah. but it bordered on monkey magic kind of, Ooh. you know, trying to make someone look uh, what they're not. Yeah. Um, and it was a little awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aladdin was white. Jasmine was Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and uh, the Sultan was an Indian or Sri Lankan gentleman. Um, but that was about it. Wow. Um, and look... The genie came out at the start and, you know, he said, blah, 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 the blah, the fictional world of Agrabah. Like, yeah. he very much specified <laughs> it's a fictional place. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of their little, like, just, Disclaimer. if you're going to nitpick it, it's fictional. Yeah. And I've always thought, okay, that's cool. But you're still, like, you didn't need to put Jafar in brown no, makeup. You really didn't need makeup. to put, put him in, just make him, uh, just... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um, it was fun. The um, Cave of Wonders set was stunning and the Never Had a Friend Like Me was stunning. Um... It was because they don't have obviously this the man, ability to do literal magic on stage. They made it into a big showstopper. Yeah, um, mm. and the genie was fucking awesome. Mm. So it was just like I mean, the first twenty minutes of Aladdin's kind of boring until the genie comes in. It was the same with the musical. It just lifted as soon as he was part of it, and the magic was part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. So the, look, sets are always beautiful. Costumes are beautiful. The original songs were pants. Um, a couple of them were quite good. Instead of a poo, instead of the monkey, they had three friends, like three other oh, street rats, okay. and they were wonderful. Like their yeah. Oh, right. Okay. They, yeah, actually was a really good substitute. <coughs> so no Iago? They were really strong. Iago was a short gentleman. Right. <laughs> and he was... Um, Really funny. He was he parroted everything, and he was like a bird. Oh, he had a little okay. feather in his fez, right. but he was a person. He was a person, okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about those type of adaptations. I saw Singing in the Rain. Was that last year or two years ago? My friend had issues with Singing in the Rain that, as well. I, I love that one. actually. Yeah. Oh really? The guy who played the main character, I didn't. Because there's oh, original a... songs in that too, isn't there? That I'm um, filmed. Yeah. But the original expensive. songs are good. I really okay. enjoyed them for the most um, part. But... Oh, they use a lot of old school songs as well. Yeah. One of the original Adam Garcia from Adam uh, Garcia. That's it from the Christmas Invasion. And yes. He was pants. Two of the original songs <laughs> yes. were really good, and they were the two where the three friends were singing. Yeah. Um, and then all the Disney songs were great. 
whole new world was awful because I'm sorry Jasmine was terrible she didn't have a very strong she could sing quite sweetly but it wasn't very strong so Aladdin had to match her volume Ah, so it was quite a quiet song which meant to be this beautiful so you've got this stunning special effect of this carpet flying and it's just a bit underwhelming Okay. so the carpet isn't a character either? no the carpet's not a character yeah yeah. Yeah, so they kind of used the friends to make that Mm. kind of a thing Um, but yeah it, it was fun I didn't, yeah. It was a presence. I didn't pay for the tickets. I wouldn't have paid to go. Um, I have heard it's very kiddie orientated. I mean, it's so, Disney. Yeah. Like currently, even the American one's not very good. If yeah, you're so. a family, you'd have had a great time. Yeah. If you're a kid, you would have thought it was magical. And they have mm. actually done a. Um, I feel like getting uh, cynical in my old age. They've done like a. a, a on the spectrum friendly version of yep. the show yep. where you know you can bring a pack lunch and all the lights volumes are, down a volumes little bit down as well and, and all the lights and all the type of stuff that distract them so the kids can just walk everywhere yep. and stuff like that they do a version of that which I, I heard I think is, they should do that for everything yeah um, turned out I knew the composer oh not the composer <laughs> I knew the composer of Disney's Aladdin Love the conductor all. oh cool oh. I went to uni with him shout out James Simpson um, amazing he's done it 450 times now wow. he's like oh wow I'm like I'm really jealous of you I've done this show 450 times and I'm, he's like don't get me wrong I love it but like you do anything enough times and it becomes a job but he mm-hmm. seems he's just incredible he's 30 wow. and he's working on a Disney musical yeah, yeah, as yeah. the MD so like really awesome and I felt a bit like you know, you know, I, know, you know I know I know the conductor so yeah that, I also consumed that um, I like to just be like it was fun. This okay. is the Jumping of the Shark episode of Nerd Out where we talk mm. about mainstream blockbuster Oscar bait movies and musicals. Oh, mate. Um, so, yeah, that was our What's consumption. Next, next is the news. The I'm going to let Sandro, as always, lead this because he's our best anchor man. <laughs> it's the Nerd Out News with Sandro Fulcher. Wow, okay. That's very... Official. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I want my own morning show. All right. <laughs> we kick things off uh, in Krypton. I'll do the weather. All right. We've got a trailer. It's terrible. So there's this show that um, sci-fi have <gasps> been, or as I like to call them, Siffy. I say Siffy, been... like syphilis. <gasps> yeah. Apparently so. that's the, the level of quality of their shows as well. Original They're all bad. P.S. Wish We Had. The Expanse, I think that they do. Okay. That's wish good. We Had Everything a sci-fi channel that. specifially, but we won't no. get into that. We used to. No. Uh, it's gone. But they've been developing this kind of Krypton... For years. Um, like, I think ever since Gotham started, yeah. they went, we're going to do the same thing for Krypton about, uh-huh. about uh, Jor-El. Um, and originally it was going to be set in the film universe. Now it's not. Now oh. it's this this Terminator-type situation. Anyway, so from what Quite we can see... a bit of a see, Terminator feel. What we can see from the trailer is someone from Earth has travelled back in time to when Jor-El was in his mid-twenties. But it's not Jor-El. It's, it's not Jor-El. It's Jor-El's father. So oh, okay, it's so it's Jor-El's father. Kal-El's grandfather. Well, that's a little bit better. Yeah. But still, so with Krypton, it's this the modern-day guy <laughs> in, like, yeah, typical baseball hat and hoodie being yeah, like, every you got to save Krypton. And it looks absolute shit. <laughs> it looks terrible. But isn't he going to like turn out to be like Jimmy Olsen or someone like that? Going, gee, Willikers, I'm here to you know tell you what the. Uh, it's also from David S. Goyen, David, I think? And, and you know what the, the S stands for? Shit house. Yeah, not good. Anyway. Shithole, to quote. <laughs> Yeah. A, a famous man, but apparently that famous. Yeah, they're trying. They're within the White House. They're trying to determine whether he said shit house or shit hole or shit house. 
Aussies. Only Aussies say shit house. Yeah, exactly. That's what every Australian on the internet is going. That's and it's our not phrase. Shit house. It's shit house. Shit house. Mm. Um, so it's scheduled to premiere March twenty first. Uh, ten episode run, I think, is what it's saying. And yeah, and S. Goya is behind it. And as soon as I saw his, don't name ask away. us to review it. Now we're going to do the first episode. <laughs> Why um, does that man keep on working? David S. Goyer does not understand know. comics. It just... Nothing about this makes any sense because who cares about Krypton? Yeah, exactly. No, no, one. no um, one cares about Krypton unless it's the new Krypton storyline where they basically come to Earth and take over. Yeah. yeah that's the only Krypton story that yeah, anyone yeah. really cares yeah. about. Yeah, that was in Elseworlds, wasn't it? Um, was they that, did it in the main, in the main Superman stream as well? run as well, yeah. but I think it would be else. Anyway, this is... <laughs> complete garbage uh, <laughs> yes yeah it's complete garbage watch the trailer if you want to it's, it's like yeah it's it's like um, you know you know your Smallville we went back to before you became Superman yeah. no 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 we didn't go back far enough <laughs> let's, let's go back, go back before yeah. time itself <laughs> exactly before <laughs> interesting time and land before like, time it very much feels like they have seen Supergirl doing so well at the moment so well They're and like, that's only cash because it in, cash it in again it's only be- because Kara is also like she pretends to be a like a human. A human, yeah. Yes. That's, and that's they introduce the fun reason. part. That's the thing. That's the great part. That's why Superman's great because of Clark Kent. That's why Smallville's kind of good. Superhero living in a normal thing. world, they, trying yeah. to be normal. And they introduce Superman into into Supergirl. They introduce the the dude from yeah. um, Teen Wolf, he and he's great. the best Superman. He's great Superman. And then this one, not the best Superman. Not the best Superman because wow. Chris, that's Christopher Reeve. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, that looks rubbish. Um, Let's move on. We've got another trailer for the upcoming Netflix uh, original sci-fi called Altered Carbon. It's based off the book by uh, Richard K. Morgan, which was published okay. uh, in 2002. Um, it's basically... It's pretty much Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a bit of Matrix show. vibes in there too. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of like people... Like your personality can be downloaded into a new body... And I think it's about that. It's also about um, the police or someone are trying to find someone else who's like Wait. body hopping. Maybe right. it's a crime was committed. Right. Um, but that's going to be the arc of the show. Seems uh, like it's been done. It's going to yeah. be ten episodes out in Feb. It seems pretty. Yeah. The what trailer was before? very long. It was long. I was like, "Am I watching the first episode?" <laughs> uh, I gave up after like thirty seconds. But um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I don't. I don't know. It could be it, right? But it seems very samey, like it's just riding off the coattails of Blade Runner. Yeah. I feel nothing for it, so mm. we'll see. Okay. That's a good place to start. Blade good place Candace. to start with nothing. You can only go up from there. Exactly. Mm. Wow. It is written by the same guy who did Terminator Genesis. Oh, well, great. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Doors open, now to go. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Rob's left. <laughs> Um, and finally, in terms of trailers, we got a kind of trailer uh, for Black Panther with some new footage, but it was mainly focusing on interviews with the cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Me too. I'm like, bring it out now. I'm so excited. Yeah. I am so freaking excited about Black Panther. It looks... Um, my favourite thing, I saw the poster and I went, wow, 
Look at all those African-American actors and actresses. Who would have thought there are that many African-American yeah. actors and actresses in America? Because until this point, we America. didn't know they existed. You mean there's more than just Denzel Washington and, and Violet Davis and Will Smith? <laughs> why haven't there... How, why, why don't we see more films with actors like this all over? Yeah. Come on, especially, America! Especially big blockbusters Big well. blockbusters I'm as well. I'm so excited for Black Panther, and I know nothing about Black Panther. I mm. haven't consumed any Black Panther. My boss asked me the other day, because um, my nephew's third birthday's coming up and he's asked me for some superhero related artwork and his favourite is Iron Man, the Hulk and Spider-Man. Yep. So I asked my boss who's yours he said Wolverine he goes who's yours and I was like I don't know and I was like I reckon it could be Black Panther. Wow. Just because okay. even having not consumed any of it his like the idea of him is really interesting for me so yeah. I have got very high expectations and Ooh. I just really yeah. I want him to be my new favourite superhero. You've seen Civil War? No. <gasps> so you haven't okay. even seen his no. sneak preview because that's because I haven't read any Black Panther, but I like and then, and so when you get to the the comic books, and I love the fact that the African American community are taking it because very much. Black Panther was played by a black guy. It comes mm. from that seventies type of era where they just labelled and tokenized yeah. all these characters. That's and it. so to have, and but they've gone, no, nah, this is ours. Yep. We're taking this. This this is how we own it. And, and, we're, Love it. and we've just gone. I've just gone. I am a white middle class man. You can do that. Please, <laughs> please do whatever you say. You don't even need to listen to me at all. I'm just standing over here in the corner talking to myself. Um, but yeah, he's incredible in in. Um, uh, Civil War does a great first yeah. appearance. No, and it's incredible. It's so we're, 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 we've got high expectations based on, like, on stuff. Yes, and also because it's like we're, it's it's a world within a world. I think I've mentioned it before. We're yeah. seeing a whole new interpretation of the Marvel ground level yeah. world from this Wakanda point of view. But, but um, yeah, it looks awesome. But what I love right. about Black Panther as well, it's kind of got that element of uh, the Phantom. So mm. it's that whole it li- lineage and, yep. and carrying on and you have different, you know, you're not just and it's also that great thing, he's not only a superhero he is also the king of his country. Yep. <laughs> so he has to play that role as well. So he's a man and he's, you know, he's, a, he's a son, he's a brother, he is um, uh, a king and he's also got to be you know a superhero in somewhere among them so hard life man hard life when does he yeah. nap when does he have time to read a book well he doesn't he just he looks far too fit and healthy that man and he does a really cool like hand gesture thing that you can be fit and healthy and read books just disclaimer disclaimer good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> while you're on a treadmill or something <laughs> so, i yeah. like to think i'm pretty fit and healthy and i'm a fucking bookworm <laughs> i don't have the body of a you know the bookworm from the book the the Show the book, book place. place. Ooh, I, I yes. don't have the body of that bookworm. Oh, really? See, I, I remember bookworm. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. I remember bookworm from the '60s Batman, played by one of my favorite actors, Roddy McDowell. Only okay. one episode. Anyway, Black Panther. Black Panther. Good. Bring it on. Got more Black Panther news. Yes. Another single. Yes. Called King's Dead. Yes. This one is Kendrick Lamar, J Rock, Future, James Blake. I got to say, I'm actually starting to like Future. I hated him when he came out, but he's actually pretty good. Now. I like him. This song's real good. Have song's you heard? really good. Is this the song that was released? Had a lot the, of trouble. Is this a new song? It was released a couple days ago. Right. Okay. Because yeah. um, last Sandra time we linked talk- it in. Yeah. The group. Yeah. The first one was quite chill, quite R and B focused. This one is very heavy, very focusing. Very much- Kendrick. Um, very Kendrick as well. Uh, it's, qu- it's very like it's more of a hip hop song, whereas the other one was more R and B. I love it. Okay, I'm, I I will have to listen to it. I am not in what you would call the music sphere. So. He's not an earworm. Yeah, I'm not, not an earworm. I'm carrying this worm theme all the way through <laughs> for Winston. Just go for it. Earth 
get into the earth and just bury yourself down into it. Yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, it's good. I'd um, to see, I'd be interested it, to see how they use it in the film. I'm looking forward to the, the album. It's 14 tracks. I don't think they're going to be able to fit them all in. Maybe it might have some vocals in there as well, like little grabs of, like they do in some of the soundtrack albums that they release. You go, here's a little bit of the dialogue. And yeah. you go, oh, yeah, that's that's a line from the film. I remember that. <laughs> and one. then you hear it in the film, you're like, that's from the song. Like they did in the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in the Get Gatsby soundtrack. Get Gatsby. Right. Um, so, is that song actually featured in the any of the f- trailers or anything like that? No. no. Okay, cool. Originally, I thought it was going to be featured in the new trailer that was dropped. That uh, sport thing that happened, but it was just the featurette. So, <laughs> yeah, that sport thing. Sport thing. I don't remember. Yeah, what it bring was it called. on. It was like the World Championships or something. I don't know. Anyway, Championship for the World. The Marvel. Masters of the Universe. We got some. <laughs> we got some very exciting Marvel news. Yeah. Uh, Officially, they yep. have finally announced that Jack Schaefer is going to be penning a script for a Black Widow solo movie. Woo! It's finally happening. Jack, as in Jack, is actually a woman. So they have actually hired. JSC. A f- yeah, they when have- I read that, I was like, "Couldn't we get a woman?" I was like, yep, "Jack, yep. let me look up that person." They have got a female writer to mm. do this. I is Scar Joe going to be in it? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Sometimes I like to change things. So that um, means she's surviving. <laughs> she is surviving. I always death thought merchant. she was surviving. Death yeah, Merchant Sandra. Oh, screw you. No, 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 no. He's a death one. Pepper Potts is going to die. Pepper Potts is going to die. <laughs> and If she gives else. herself a coffee enema, she'll survive, all right? Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, Feige saying they're expecting a 2020-2021 release. Okay. Uh, so pretty much straight out the gate for whatever they're going to call Phase 4. Um, also... Phase Fantastic 4. Phase Come on. Fantastic It four. cannot be anything know, else. And there are rumours <laughs> going around that uh, is going to be pushing for an R-rated film in America. So it will be a bit more uh, mature. So it's along sexy. the lines of Deadpool. Yes. Mm. Why not? You yeah, know, like, come on. Yeah. Because um, Atom- Atomic Blonde did really well, the one, one, one with Charlize Theron where she's basically playing Black Widow. Yeah. So if they do something along those lines... And they're releasing really Red cool. Sparrow. With, that looks amazing. Which with is Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence as a Russian espionage oh, yeah. thing. And if you've gone, hey, um, maybe we should do that Black Widow film. Everyone <laughs> exactly. else is doing it. That's basically mm-hmm. what Yeah. Come on, Disney. <laughs> We've got some, uh, some news coming out of Fox. So because... Fake news. It's all fake news coming out of Fox. Disney have the rights to all this stuff. Uh, they have changed all the release dates for all the upcoming X-Men-verse films, have aside from Black Phoenix. Yes, Black Phoenix is still coming out at the same time, but they've pushed back. They've pushed back a lot of them, aside from Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is going to be coming out earlier, May 18th. Yes. Because uh, originally it was June 1st, but that's kind of coinciding with Solo, uh, so they're pushing it forward so there's no need for them to worry they didn't really need to worry about that yeah um so that's i think that's good we're gonna get deadpool a little bit earlier still don't really know what it's about or anything about it aside from the cast but uh, i'm looking forward to that and they don't really need to advertise they'll just go look we got Mm. cable we got deadpool we got colossus back (laughs) we got um uh yeah atomic warheads coming back got some some yeah just a whole bunch of stuff it's a pretty good song. sign where you don't have to tell anyone anything about your no. film to sell it. Yeah. yeah, or just do a release one like you, you know, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> the whole thing is just a Bob Ross. Just, just the chicken oh, bush over here. It's going to make a lot of money. It's going to clean my brush. <laughs> <laughs> just got to beat the hell right out of it. <laughs> uh, Gambit has an official release date of June 2019. Even though... <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Even though Gore Verbinski, who was going to direct it, has left. <laughs> Fuck off, Gore! We hate you and your inability to edit a film. Bye, Gore. Bye, Gore. <laughs> 
Please. Yeah. Ah. Hey, don't be mean. We don't need a Gambit film, and we don't need a Gore Verbinski. <laughs> bye, <laughs> GG. Yeah, bye. Gore Verbinski. GTFO. Hey, Ooh. there we go. We got there in the end. Just edit that down so it comes out a lot quicker out of her mind. God, the beauty of radio. <laughs> And finally, uh, New Mutants, which we were meant to be getting in March, is coming out Feb 2019. There's a lot of shit coming out in 2019. It's going to be a big year. Yeah, what yeah, the hell's yeah. coming out this year? Nothing. A lot's coming out this year. Movies, well. yes, but yeah. TV? Yeah. True. Uh, we, but yeah, Beige. so the New Mutants film uh, 2019. It was already going out, like, March, wasn't it? And they the- have a trailer, everything's done, but apparently the official word... On the street, the official one, not on the wall. They're on the trying street. to make it scarier. Yes, I even though we that. all know it's probably is bad. that the haunted house one. Yes. Yeah. The problem with having another year is when you have too much time, you fuck up. Yep, Geostorm was delayed about two years. You overthink yeah. stuff and you overedit stuff and then you change stuff and it would have been fine at the start. Just, yeah, yep. I don't stop know. overrehearsing things. I don't know Sorry. why they're doing it. I was Editing. looking forward to it. Now I'm not because it's yeah, me too. It looks kind of like fun and raw and. No. Oh well. Oh well. To All make it scarier, when you try too hard to make. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's just nothing about it is good. No. This next bit of news, I think Rob is going to like it very much. It's going to like it. They're too. doing another Sherlock film, but this one is going to star Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things fame as Sherlock's sister. She's great. She is amazing. Is this a Sherlock film or Sherlock Holmes no, it's film? Sh- it's a Sherlock Holmes spin-off uh, book series that they're turning into a film series. Okay. Is it going to be the same performers as... No, it's got nothing completely to do with... Different. It's so got it's, nothing it's to do with Sherlock. Dan- oh, okay. It's not a Robert Downey... It's got nothing to do with Robert Downey Jr. It's got nothing to do with Benedict, uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch. It's got mm. nothing to do with uh, the Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley film that still hasn't come out yet. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The comedy version of it. It's um, so it's um, a completely different show. It's based yeah. off a book series created by Nancy Springer. And her name's Enoch? Enoch? Yeah, well, they used her in the latest season of Sherlock. I'm pretty sure it's Enoch or something. That was just created by... Um, is she also a genius? Oh, was that like Moffat? That was just a right, Moffat okay. thing. Is she were... also a genius? Like, is it... Yeah, that's the whole point. She's the younger uh, younger child of... Uh, younger sister of um, Mycroft and Sherlock, and she goes off and solves mysteries on her own. Kind of like Nancy mm. Drew, but for adults. Yes, and Nancy Drew kicks ass, so if yeah. it's like that, that's fine. And yeah, I'm all right with... Harriet the Spy. Yeah. I'm okay with little spin-offs of stuff like that. Millie Bobby Brown's very and good. She's Bobby Brown's, and she can use her natural accent. Yeah. So I'm because she's just filmed um, uh, the next Godzilla. She's mm-hmm. the lead human in the next Godzilla film. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Godzilla's always the star of He's Godzilla. Sweet. Yeah. How is that going to work? Or he? How's that going to work? Hopefully, better than be the fucking kid? one with um, Aaron Johnson. I mean, that was just bad. But yeah. is it going to be? We'll have to we shall find but, uh, out. Might be like one of the, the really cool ones of the eighties where yeah, she's that's like, what I'm thinking. like the like the, the friend, they like assist or they're like nymphs and stuff like that that come in and help yeah. out. She'll be great. I want some Mothra action. Mothra, Mothra. I want. Well, we I want Mothra like, in the first one, didn't we? Um, no, no. We, you saw a moth at the very start. Yes. in like a in a like a fish tank sort of thing it's yeah. a Mothra and I was like we need to get Mothra it's going to blow up it's going to be like that other film where the radiation makes it big yeah. and then it was some other weird thing and they make okay. reference to other ones as well in uh, Kong Skull Island they do yeah, yeah. Mm. so because uh, we're getting towards that yep. Kong versus Godzilla that's going to be oh. an event Godzilla <laughs> wins he can open King Kong's throat and do the blue and stuff blue vomit laser beam into Done. his mouth you're dead yeah. you're a big monkey <laughs> that's it 
But maybe they'll team up and they'll have to stop the bigger creature. That's I do love Godzilla's, in the most recent film, His um, that when they didn't make him look like a giant lizard, he had the big hips and he was really like... Yeah, rah, 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 like he the classic. Like he, yeah, they, yeah, they went with the original really version. Awkward and cumbersome, and as like, a, how do you walk? As opposed to the stupid giant lizard, um, yeah, Matthew uh, Broderick version. So oh, I remember that film came out. <laughs> I loved it, but I was like five. So. With um, with P Diddy and um, P Diddy taking Cashmere riff from uh, right. from Led Zeppelin and turning into Come with me. <laughs> Jeez, that was shit. So, yeah, where do we get that from? Millie Bobby Brown. There we go. Somehow we got to Godzilla. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, also on the topic of Stranger Things, David Harbour has said uh, right after the Golden Globes, actually, that Stranger Things 3 isn't expected to come out until 2019. Again, 2019. Game of Thrones is the same. Yeah. Game of Thrones 2019 as well. I like that. I think having a year off would be nice. But, but we get Westworld this year, We right? do get Westworld started, this year. Oh, I was consuming that. I started watching Westworld. Okay. Oh. Oh, but, but, um, Keep watching I, next week. Um, I have to watch it in a particular way, so it makes it a bit more difficult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to you watch. To watch it standing on your head? Yes, while on a particular website. Ah. Sexy. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of those do pop up when I'm trying to watch. I bet they do. Because ads. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Because like all the kids are going to get really old by that point. Oh fuck! I didn't think of that. But are they going to film? It's meant to be Harry Potter, so it's meant to be every single year. They'll be filming. They come back and do. But something. they'll be filming this year. They'll, they'll film be this filming year. this year and then release. Like I feel like maybe at the start of next year. Because what? Yeah. The most recent season came out on Halloween. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. It could okay. be New Year's around New Year's. Yeah. I don't know. Um and yeah because uh, the. Doing a series of unfortunate events and haven't even announced the second season for that I yet. About that, that comes out. That's coming out what, within the next month or so. Season two. Yeah, um, they've done trailers. They've, oh, they've done released. Like, yeah, completely missed. They've done these uh, trailers. Patrick Neil Patrick Harris has come out and done these trailers. I okay. cannot wait, and especially because you. Um, I still really like Jim Carrey's one. I like Jim Carrey as well. But have you watched? Yeah. 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 Really yeah we watched that. We reviewed. Started that. out a bit slow, but got there. Mm. I was once we got through like the three that Carrie already did. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to now. This yeah. season is all new territory, and yeah. these are your favorite ones of the book series. These right? are these are my yeah. favorites of the books. Yes. Uh, okay, um, we've got some DC stuff quick before we wrap up news. Are we going to do speed round? We, yeah, we, we, we do have a lot for speed round. Holy well. shit! Look um, at this. We've got a lot of news this week. An, an That's how we lot. wrap up the news. We wrap it up with a speed round. <laughs> this one is hilarious, though. So the, there's been a cyborg solo film uh, on the table for a while. It's been oh. on the table, off the table, on the table, off the table. Yeah. Um, off, put him back on the table and pull the plug. It's now back on the table. <laughs> but DC is saying it's going to be an <coughs> origin story, which doesn't make sense because Justice League was the cyber. Yeah, we already got the origin story. Yeah. We know how he became a cyborg. Put him where he's meant to be. He was Maybe they're going to go back before time itself, back to... The land before time. Before his father was born. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it says that it's been slated for 2020. It's going to come out the same year as Green Lantern Corps. Come on, Green Lantern Corps. But no uh, actors or production or writers or anything have been attached. So is maybe this official? It is official. Okay. Um, just do a Teen Titan film. Put him back in with Teen Titan. Well, it's created a TV by show. Yeah. It is. Put yeah. it, just Wolfman and uh, Perez created him with all the others. Just, just turn him there. off. Pull out the batteries Boo. and just leave him in the corner. Attach Let him, him run up. down. Attach That's him so up to your well. Nintendo Snitch. Switch. Snitch. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like That could be in the speed round. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, and also, it, it, it has been confirmed that the Batman is not canon, but Affleck is still expected to show up in Flashpoint as his final right. appearance. Okay. So maybe 
this could also be not canon. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, finally, in terms of news, not in my tr- canon. It, uh, the rumor going around isn't has Jeffrey Johns been given the ass by Jeffrey DC Jones. movies by Warner Brothers and, Mo- Jeffrey, and Jones. Jeffrey Jeff Johns who like reinvented. Oh right, of course. Yeah, has um, he been booted off the movie franchise? Quite a few people have been. They've just like cleared yeah, house. They have. I don't yeah. know if he's. He might have. Been. I heard a rumor he was. So we'll explore that and look into that next time. Uh, if you've heard, if you've heard Trude, let me yeah. know because he was like, you know, he's done some great stuff in the comic books, and I thought he was going to be the saving grace. But if they're getting rid of him, holy Jesus! Yeah. Later Speed on. round. Let's go. One multiple one sentence responses, and I won't do any responses just oh. to keep it quicker. Shazam's release date, April fifth, two thousand nineteen. Yay! Yeah, another two thousand and nineteen. Yep, I've got, I've got faith. Mm. Star Wars Rebels is out Feb twenty fourth. Finally returning. Thank heavens. Season four has been so good. Need to watch it. And I'm so sad that it's going to be gone at Mm -hmm. the end of this. It's the last one. Uh, Rick and Morty season four won't air. Until, guess what year? 2019. <laughs> that gives me heaps of time to watch the show it's now. It's too many fucking shows. Uh, Runaways has been renewed for a second season. We should review that one. It's ten episodes. We could probably do it in a couple episodes' time. Cool. Yeah, that it's gives fun. Me I'll put it on my really, list. Really fun. Yeah, it gives me enough time to watch. Duncan Jones has a new uh, film out called Mutes coming out in Feb. It looks amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it, but Duncan Jones is incredible. What's, um, what's Please jog my memory. He is the son of Mr. David Bowie. Oh. He did Moon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Fuck he yeah. Did, Sorry. Um, uh, Warcraft. Source Code. Yeah, let's not talk about it. He did Source Code. <laughs> he did Source, source Code. Source Code. Which is Moon was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Moon and Source Code are great. What is it called? Rebels. M- uh, Mute. <laughs> Where did I get Rebels from? <laughs> I thought Mutants and then I went, um, It's out in Feb and it's going to be a Netflix film. So it could Hell go yeah. either way. Go yeah, Mr. Jones. Uh, no, I think it'll be really We love Doug. I think it'll be great. Um, Guardians Galaxy Volume 3 is slated for 2020. 19... Oh. <laughs> Twenty twenty. Uh, so cool. that'll be their first film straight out the gate, because Inhumans isn't happening. Yeah. Um, uh, Tarantino's nineteen sixty nine film, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is officially cast. Of course he is. And it will be out in twenty nineteen. Yes. Is he playing? Uh, is, this is the Manson film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think I think he's playing a cop. Right, okay. Okay, because if he plays Manson, I'd be like, of no. course he's playing Manson. Give it to someone else. Give it to someone else. Although yeah. I think... He- we know you let Dr. Cabrera can act. He's got his Oscar mm. now. Yeah. He can, he can go to bed. <laughs> Just go to bed now. Go back and make uh, Growing Pains the, the reunion <laughs> TV show. And the final little bit uh, for the speed round is they have revealed the working title for John Wick Chapter 3. It's called... <laughs> it's called Alpha Cock. Cop, 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 cop. Alpha, 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 cop. Cop, 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 cop. I am an alpha cop. You're I'm an alpha. I'm the alpha, you're the beta. beta. <laughs> Sounds good. Haven't seen. I like John Wick films, but that's a stupid name. <laughs> working title. It is a working title. So it's okay. What is it with studios revealing their working titles now? I don't fucking know. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> because they've got to have something that we don't know. We've got to stop making John Wick movies. No, so John Wick movies are great they are great apparently I haven't seen them but you know it'll be even better when he finally gets off his ass gets together with um with uh, uh Alex Winter and finally do Bill and Ted 3 yeah the Matrix 4 <laughs> no that was in talks for a while no oh why that was, that was a good, good speed, speed round. round that was a speed round speed well round. done us that's everything happening in the world of nerds. So what happens now, Jen? You're the one in charge. You're in the driver's seat, oh, and we're just I'm there with the GPS seat. going, where do we go now? Well, we're going to move on to our main segment, where we review something, like Ooh. every week. Ooh. Surprise! 
This week we saw uh, Darkest Hour. Mm, thanks to Universal for letting us go. Thank you very much, Universal. Um, we saw it at the Lido. 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 Oh. Cinemas in Glen Ferry, which yeah. I've never been to. Cool little indie kind of, but kind of also a little bit upmarket cinema. I'd like to say it's a little bit too, too cool, cool for its own good. Um, yeah, Darkest Hour, the Winston Churchill film. Uh, looking at um, his first couple of weeks... His first month. ...month in office as Prime Minister yeah. in 1940. Time. Yeah, first time. He first came time. back to be Prime Minister in 1950. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the Rob crown. knows a lot about Winston. <laughs> well, there's a lot about Winston. There's a lot about Winston. Out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crown. He's in The Crown. Churchill. Yeah. And now Churchill, yeah. So, yeah, we saw this, and we're going to now... We're going to talk about it. Okay, so first impressions. Mm. First I really impressions. liked it. Mm. I think Winston Churchill, and I haven't read enough about him, but I keep meaning to. It's fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. This idea of this man who was complete, who was completely different to what Parliament wanted, expected, mm-hmm. had had, and 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 the royal family as well had expected and wanted and had, but was just perfect for the time. He for the we were that he was the man that they needed. Um, he was pretty laid back, pretty. Uh, outspoken a bit rude at times but like mm. just the fa- I just find him so fascinating um, and the way he is with words is just awesome mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah just any anything Winston related I will like yeah. consume um, so I thought it was really really good um, mm. yeah as a first impression mm. okay what about you Sandra um, I went into it Knowing that a lot of people really liked it, mm. um, but also being like, why? Why are we getting another Churchill film? Because mm. we did get Churchill, uh, which was like November or something. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really soon. I didn't see it, but I've heard pretty mixed things. Who about plays Churchill it. in that? That is Brian Cox. That's Brian Cox. Why do I think Wait, I've seen that? So I saw that that came out as well as The Crown, in it's which he played Churchill. really, really well. By like he's a massive part of the first season. He's also kind of unlikable in The Crown as well. Mm. So I was going, what? I don't really know if we need this. But then I saw the cast: Gary Oldman as Churchill. At first, I was like, hang on, that doesn't work. But then, but Gary know, Oldman's a chameleon. It does. It's incredible. Um, I'm a massive fan of Lily James as well. I've loved everything she's done since Cinderella, even Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, <laughs> um, and of course. Joe Wright as the director, so I mm. went, this is going to be good. I went and saw it. It was good. Yep. I think, for me, it really succeeded in comedy, and the mm-hmm. co- the comedic moments were amazing. Mm. Yep. Tension um, was really good, but quite blockbustery at times. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily a problem, because mm. it's a film. Uh, <laughs> it's also a, a biopic, and they tend to do that. Um, and Ben Mendelsohn's in it, and I had no idea. And love I saw a good him. Man I went, Bendelson. "It's Ben Mendelsohn. I love this film even more now." Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Ben Mendelsohn is incredible. Men, all in all, it's very good. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you know, in two thousand and two, Churchill was voted, you know, the greatest Briton of all time, and that was very controversial because, yeah. Um, Yes, he was very controversial. Yes, he was, you know, what they needed at the time. He's also an out-and-out racist. Yep. You know, yes. Yeah, referred to, you know, <laughs> anyone of African descent as savages. And he also had quite a lot of, uh, you know, contempt for the working class as well. So there are some moments in it that take liberty with that. There's one particular scene mm. which we won't talk about yet because there's spoilers. Are we doing the spoilery thing? Or we may as well do non-spoilers yeah. and spoilers. We'll talk about Even though there is a non-spoiler review up on our Facebook page yep. that Rob wrote. <laughs> Which I mean, is great, and you should read it. There are, yeah, some <laughs> liberties. Taken. And thank you very much for you saying, uh, just write two paragraphs, and my paragraphs go for <laughs> having, having <laughs> me. You wrote a massive review, but that, that's fine. <laughs> um, 
So, yes, with all that in line, they do focus on a certain interpretation of him. So they do gloss over some areas mm. of his uh, backstory and stuff like that. But um, it is that early stage of his... Um, Prime Ministership and mm. his clashes within his own party, um, the wheeling and dealing behind there. It's an incredible cast. I hadn't seen much of Joe Wright's work. I know he did uh, Atonement, mm-hmm. um, but he's <laughs> he made Atonement, which was a huge success, but he also made Pan, yes. and, and Hannah, which That's was an interesting right. film. But was Hannah? Hannah's about the young girl trained assassin. And, I like that. Um, yeah, with Kate Blanchett and Eric Kate Blanchett and Eric Banner. Yeah. Um, so I went into this because uh, I'd seen the trailer, and the trailer doesn't oh, really. He did the he did the episode of Black Mirror Nose Drive, Nose Dive, which Ooh, is one okay. of the best episodes of the oh, American one. Anyway, <laughs> I've started watching Black Mirror too. Oh, yeah. oh sorry, just so by the much, way, so much to consume. I've actually been consuming. I just forgot it because I'm sick. Okay. <laughs> um, so I went into it uh, a bit cautious because the trailer mm. doesn't really do it much credit. It only focuses on <laughs> Oldman's true. screechier, yelly moments, and it needed to be really seen in context. But um, I came out of it, and um, I was. I loved it. I thought it was a really good interpretation of uh, you know, this dramatic historical representation. I knew that some parts were taken liberty, but what I really enjoyed is that they took the time with his speeches. Mm-hmm. They had a That's lot true. of his speeches in full. They didn't full. cut them down, yeah. They didn't cut them down and they let them go. They let them go in a quite dramatic sense, especially how it was shot. Mm. Um, Which is a risk because they could be like, all right, we've mm. heard this. We know, all know this speech. Yeah. Yeah. Could have gone and been kind of like, all right, cut it down a bit, but like they were necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, a lot in of his speeches. There's a reason he, those words were put in there. Exactly. That, and and that's why he was criticised at the time. They're going, he's too dramatic. He's an actor. He, he's performing. He's doing yeah. these long-winded speeches using beautiful words in English language. You're sort of like taking it outside and outside of this the ho-hum-drum of politics and turning it into a, like a, a theatrical performance. Yeah, and that's what he, that was his... And that's, one of his mm, best assets. Yeah, and you see that that one scene where he, for the one time in that whole movie, where he struggles to find the words. Yeah, because of a particular reason why he can't. But it's just like, okay, wow, like words are his ammo. Thing, and, yeah, yeah. So we mentioned, so yeah, but I I adored it. I thought it was an incredible film. Um, let's look at the cast. Let's yep. look at the cast first. Um, so you've mentioned <coughs> a, a couple of them, Lily James. Um, other people we haven't uh, mentioned, Christian Scott Thomas playing Clementine. Um, uh, Stannis Baratheon himself from uh, Game of Thrones. I is in knew there. I recognised. I thought yeah. it was Mark Strong at first. I was like, is that Mark Strong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then... Yeah, Mark Strong. But. I knew that I knew him from some... I'm very good with faces. Yeah. Well, let's look at the supporting cast first. So let's start yeah. off with uh, Christian Scott Thomas, who was the darling of the film scene back in the 90s um, and mm-hmm. has just gone on to carry on doing... Um, being an incredible jobbing actress. And this is her first big mainstream film in a long time, playing Clementine. Yeah. And it's been a while since I've seen her. She's outstanding. She was outstanding she's as Clementine. I particularly love the scene with her when he was announced as Prime Minister. Speech, her and yeah. his family were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the good. sacrifice they had to make and you can feel the tension within the family what was unsaid was very powerful and you can see there was tension within the family but yeah. um, it was really downplayed in the sort of like oh, we're British we don't talk about that type of stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she was that, really good and yeah. that beautiful moment when he's doing his iconic speech in front of parliament she was in her um, Salvation Army outfit getting, that was getting her portrait done that yeah she had stuff to do she wasn't going to be doting there listening to the yeah. speech she's going to be oh, <laughs> I've got stuff to do yeah um, Lily James plays, uh, his, uh, plays Winston Churchill's New secretary mm-hmm. who comes in at the time, and uh, and they have a quite tumultuous uh, friendship at the start because um, he's quite aggressive and angry and doesn't uh, suffer fools gladly. And she um, 
you know, really st- stand her ground uh, eventually. Yeah. And um, she was very likable. Yes. The scene um, where she takes him aside to explain to him what the V for Victory is yes. that he did <laughs> meant. I loved it. Yeah. I've been telling people about that scene. It's so funny. It's a beautiful moment. It just shows his like. I don't know. It just showed a really cool side of him that yeah. I really liked. And, um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. funny. That was uh, a perfect example of the comedy of yeah. this film. It was done so well. It's character comedy. It's not so, like thrown in there just go, here's a funny line. It's just these are people just talking. Yeah. And that's where the comedy comes from. Again, with Cle- Clementine, I thought that Lily James would be a b- bigger part of this. Because yeah. she really is your entry point. <coughs> like, she's the one that kind of introduces you to Churchill. You yes. go through that first encounter through her eyes. Yeah. And so I thought that is what the entire film would be. It's only maybe for the first 20 minutes, but um, e- everything that she did was really Yeah, good she kind thought. of comes and goes and then she comes back and there's a mo- like a, almost like a turning point for him moment that she's involved yeah. in. Yeah. Mm but you don't get to see their relationship get to that point. No. I don't know. Maybe a little bit more of her might have been yeah. helpful, I think. Um, okay, then we move on to... Uh, he was mentioned, and you weren't expecting it, but I knew it was coming up. Um, and we've <laughs> seen him portrayed a couple of times as well. This is another one. Uh, he played uh, uh, King George the Sixth. that was Ben Mendelsohn, Bertie. Aussie's own... Yeah, Bertie. Um, uh, ben Mendelsohn's uh, Aussie boy playing the uh, King of England. And he's been played quite a lot in many profound ways he was played by uh, Oscar winning performance by Colin Firth yeah. in The King's Speech he played brilliantly by Jared Harris in um, uh, The Crown mm. and so Ben Mendelsohn steps up to do his own version of King George VI and he's um, Ben Mendelsohn just goes from strength to strength yeah, yeah. Incredible. he's doing really well at the moment and his portrayal um, especially at the beginning of the film was a different King George to what we saw in the King's Speech. Yes. Oh, King's right. Speech, he almost came across as a bit of, he felt a bit sorry for him. Yeah. He was a bit, like, downtrodden. Yeah. But in this, he was, when, you know, he, Churchill came to meet him the first time, he was almost rude. Yes, it's very <laughs> much a, bit, a case of Colin Firth was the man before he became <clears throat> king. Yeah. And and that speech really made him the king that he needed to yeah. be. And this is Mendelssohn, this is George, this is George the Sixth in his role. He yeah. knows how to yeah. how um, be the king now. And then, you, and then that, almost a mentor part yeah. as well yeah. later yeah. on which was really yeah. cool uh, yeah no he was great it was um, really, really simple underst- quite understated the stutter wasn't no, overdone it was, it was really played really um, it was subtly. really. I thought it was really good yeah really great power and charisma and great energy from Mendelssohn he's just going from strength to strength uh, then we had in uh, key roles uh, as uh, Neville Chamberlain <coughs> uh, former Prime Minister and um, and schemer underneath it Ronald uh, Pickup was great yeah. and from Game of Thrones himself Stannis Baratheon uh, Stephen Dillon was mm-hmm. Lord Halifax who were the main uh, antagonists of the film really so, yeah. yeah and the, the, gra- the great you know Machiavellian sort of wheeling and dealing behind even just as they've given over the uh, Prime Ministership to Churchill they're already meeting to, to go take it off him. to take it off him but in their mind what they're doing is for the great they think what they're doing and what they're pushing for him to do is what's going to be better off for the country but and this is completely deluded and this is really fascinating as well like because I started to believe them yeah you're yeah. there because I'm an advocate of peace I'm, you know, I'm sure. an advocate of you know this type of stuff but then you know we knew what would happen at this we know from you know history yep, being the history. greatest insight you know that there was no chance of this and the only way to push forward is the way that Churchill went and that's one of his biggest mm-hmm. what people yeah. you know his biggest controversies was he's seen now he's seen as a warmonger for, for a lot mm. of people yeah um um, they showed exactly. him struggling with that. With that, and yeah, especially like the decisions he made because this is leading up to the crucial uh, 
um, moment that it was turned into a film by Christopher Nolan Dunkirk uh, mm-hmm. last year, where um, this deals with the the politicians behind the scenes and how, and how they get to that point. And how yeah, it- I was a bit worried the moment they mentioned Dunkirk and they were like, <laughs> "It's going to be a big part of this film." I just went because I didn't like Dunkirk very much. A lot of that is probably just because of I don't even know how like why I'd I don't say, really like war films I very much. Yeah, but it's a war film where the war is the main character. Okay. And I really loved the idea of Dunkirk, but I I don't know I didn't was enjoy. It, was it Nolan's direction? Nolan's specific style? I don't think so because I liked pretty much everything he's done. Okay. It was just it was just, yeah. just something about the film that I didn't really like. I don't and love so. a, I don't love a on the fields war film, but I love this kind of thing where you see what's going on hmm. behind the yeah. who's making the calls and things yeah. and the reasons for that. But yeah, and I yeah. thought that um, again it's it's interesting that all these films that kind of come out in the past 12 months because like it's really interesting seeing them all kind of back to back it yeah. almost creates this expanded universe of <laughs> politic films even yeah, though yeah, it's yeah. real life yes um, but yeah uh, yeah, I thought the way that they handled Dunkirk was really good yeah um, all the scenes in the war room as well were mm. super tense mm-hmm. really super almost tense almost Tarantino yeah. level yeah like, yeah like you're like, waiting for someone to pull a gun and just shoot yeah. someone through the face and the way <laughs> and the way that they <laughs> turned parliament into this almost ethereal stage so shot beautifully it was really low lighting in the room and all the light you got was from certain windows so it was sharp lighting on on the actual uh, uh, area where the prime minister would speak it reminded me of that scene in Gulliver's Travels when he's on trial oh yes that like big room and everyone down judging yeah, it was yeah. it, mm. flashback yeah. a bit what did, um, what did Robin Williams used to call British Parliament is like um, uh, American Congress with a two drink minimum and that is um, classic Joe Wright as well. I remember in Atonement, some of my favourite scenes are really epic in proportion, but they also feel quite claustrophobic, and that's what a lot of this yeah, film felt like. You're right, that's a bit. Well, um, I won't talk. I won't talk about the way yeah. it was shot. We'll get to that, but let's talk about the man himself. We haven't chatted about Mr. Gary Oldman. Uh, I still don't believe it was him. I forgot it was him halfway through. Yeah, I kept trying to pick him out. Yeah, from underneath the makeup, which he mentioned in his Globe uh, Golden Globe speech, they did sixty-five times, yeah. which actually isn't that much. Yeah. He must have smashed those like takes. Yeah. to only have had to um, do that application sixty-five times. Um, yeah, I was considering how much he's in that film. Gary Oldman is in my top five favorite actors of all time. I yeah. always forget about him, and then he does something like this, and I'm like, "How have I forgotten about Gary Oldman?" And I forget about him until next time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. just so unassuming. And I can see this. This is a very Oscar bait film. Sure. It's very much pushed. There are a lot of you know, he's, <laughs> that term Oscar bait. I know, I know. But all the best stories are gonna be because they're great <laughs> yeah, stories. Obviously. You know, like great characters. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Um, but just the way certain scenes are shifted and moments sure. to give the actor the time to go. Can't you see how good I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and this is the thing about Gary Oldman. And I mentioned it in my review. He is not a superstar. He's not a movie star. Gary Oldman is the classic working actor. He started out theatre, moved it to television, then into film, and he just took whatever he could just to keep working. Yeah. Just to keep working at home. Yeah, and he loves his craft. He doesn't seem like Leonardo DiCaprio does where you're like, he's going for the Oscar this time. Yeah. It's like, well, he's done an Oscar performance, but he doesn't seem to indulge in that. And he gets his moments to do his Churchill speeches and stuff, but he is still a working actor. Yeah. And there's a lot of humility and generosity that I see in his performances of him as an actor. You never see him in the big scenes there going, I'm the star, you follow me. Yeah. He is always within the scenes, within the reality. Yeah, yeah. Like I found that interesting off- in your review, that, that idea that he is one of, what did you put it, one of the cast? Yeah, he's one of the cast. He's yeah. not the he's, he's not leading the cast. He's a part of them. And I, I'm, that's why I see him, to see him become a superstar uh 
actor leading man but still but he is an actor at heart yeah. is mm. something I really enjoy because you see beautiful actors like uh, Kevin Costner is a great example beautiful actor who had a great um, you know persona <coughs> develop within the early uh, late 80s but then he decided to become a movie star and he did these big blockbuster mm. films and that took away from his actual <coughs> ability as an actor and when he went back to just being an actor he got back to doing great performances like in uh, 13 Days and stuff but Oldman has always kept his Ability, his humility in Very his grounded. performance, and, and this shows it entirely. It is a barnstorming performance, but you never feel like he's railroading the film. Yeah, and so Good analogy, I, yeah. there, Rob. <laughs> barnyards and railroads. I know. I think I'm mixing my metaphors, but, but yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. So I yeah, know. this this. M- asserted why I adore him as an actor so much. Yeah, I can see that. There are a lot of, uh, I guess, costume dramas, like period pieces that just beat you over the head with, this is the main person, this is how you should feel, (laughs) you should be crying right now. And there was never any moments in this film where I thought that, aside from maybe one or two, where uh, the bomb drops, uh, so to say, um, (laughs) so to speak. But, um, yeah, like you're right, it's very... Not minimalistic, but like quite almost, yeah. Stated as you said, not all that many sets. Like they don't go to a lot of places. They kind of stick with that one building, his house. I was about to say 21B Baker Street. That's not where the Prime Minister lives. He lives at... 10 Downing Street. Street. Yeah. Darling Street. Oh, God, I'm Downing. done. Downing Street. Um, Parliament, the war room bunker. And this is, that it. this is what I want to talk about, the way it's shot, because I haven't seen any of Joe Wright's work. Um, the way it's shot is absolutely incredible. When you get to a biopic or a period drama, like even the, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes or um, stuff like that, there's always the heavily CGI'd establishing yeah. shot yeah. where you see this is the time yep. see how dated it is look at this type of stuff like, like if you have a dated shot of Paris you have those you know the Eiffel Tower hasn't been built yet yeah, or yeah. something like or that or it's being built yeah but in this film we don't have any of that the <laughs> only established the only shots we have of the streets of London are all Quite close. tracking shots yeah. and it's all from from pa- profile yep. we don't have any so like, we always have these slow motion at times profile shots going through the streets of London and then it sort of like merges into the car going down and looking yeah, at there's never the any sweeping no. over London but it's always it was always either a profile shot directly left to right and it'll always move left to right or it was a bird's eye view mm. and those shots were both of those versions of it but always were, following the actual pace of yeah. the car or the person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so we only got you know shots of the you know shots of the wharf of, of you know the battlegrounds from bird's eye view that was beautiful like, yeah the moment so, where the child pretends his hand is a binocular yeah. to look at a plane yeah and that was that was quite beautiful as yeah. well the interior scenes I felt like I was sitting in the room like yeah. in a chair in the wall I felt very claustro- at times claustrophobic yeah and that was quite really well done and especially someone's head half in the shot kind of yes yeah. almost like that person sat in front of the camera like yeah and especially how we had the 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 date change and it was in massive print yeah. filled yes. the whole screen so that reminded made, you that remind you that only a day has passed yep. and that made the actors and the performances even smaller and even more claustrophobic because mm-hmm. it was like this was all happening this arc wasn't happening all of a sudden he's done this two yeah. weeks later it's like this is his decision he's had to make this overnight is one, yeah, this is one month this yep. is four weeks yep. and I love that that it was because yeah. there are so many biopics that just rush through it that's yeah. something I was, was worried about there was one that came out this year um, about Tupac and it just yes. so bad because it just rushes through his entire life in like two hours whereas this takes two 
two hours from one month. Yeah. That's really... That's what, yeah, I mentioned 13 days. That's about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that's yeah. set within a short amount of time as well. <coughs> they're, the, they're the best biopics that focus on a certain time mm, in someone's definitely. life as opposed to their like entire Nowhere life. Like Nowhere Boy with John Lennon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Backbeat, yep. Backbeat which I really liked as well. Um, uh, can we go into a little bit of spoiler territory? I think we should go spoilers. Do we want to rate it first, like with, with Jumanji? Yeah. Go yeah. Yeah, let's go for a rating. One thumb up. One thumb up? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go one thumb up as well. Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for one thumb up as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a little bit of um, glossing over of certain things, which kind of dropped it off a, a star for, a, a thumb for me. So, um, but so spoilers. I want to talk about <laughs> the key scene, the famous scene that is completely not based in reality. Yeah. Yes, the There's train a, yeah, the scene. train scene. There's a moment where uh, yes. Churchill's driving to, to, to Parliament and he says, I've never caught the train in my life, never caught the tube. Mm. And so there's one moment in it, you know, and he's been told by Ben Mendelsohn, go talk to the people, hear what they think, you know, and go what you want. And so he gets out of his car, <laughs> goes down and catches escapes. a train for the first time, escapes and catches a yeah. train for the first time. He gets on this train and he meets the people of London and talks mm. to them. He has a wonderful uh, has a wonderful moment connecting with a uh, uh, interracial couple, yeah. which he has shows great respect for one of the savages, which he would have called them. Yeah. So, w- for, which was a beautiful moment for me to go. Yes, this leader was accepting of all kinds, even though he wasn't right. in real life. It was it was definitely a fictional scene, but I think for the character that Gary Oldman was was portraying, which mm. isn't necessarily. Oh the Churchill that we know it's yeah. his version of Churchill I think that would make sense he was one of his quotes famous for saying if you want to see what's wrong with democracy just go and speak to a handful of voters yeah 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 it's like he didn't want to talk to the people in real life <laughs> like he thought that was stupid yeah 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 exactly yeah. but at that moment I mean he may have like he to get that feel mm. that but it mm. was a really yeah really it needed it I think it also depends what like what type of <coughs> film did the team want to make? Yeah. Because they could have gone down the route and have him be quite like racist and quite I guess unlikable. Yeah. Um like a film like Good Time comes to mind mm-hmm. um from uh about mid 2017 in which the characters they do they say incredibly like <laughs> just not politically correct stuff yeah. throughout the entire film like they are very like harsh but realistic characters yeah um, and I think if they did want to go down that road it would have been a very different film and I don't think it would have worked with the story they were trying to tell so yeah we're looking at uh, reality through a, a filtered lens but it um, yeah but it works. it's not I've seen a lot of people say oh it's like PC pandering. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. I can see why you'd think that, but it doesn't feel that way because it makes sense for the story they're trying to tell. Yes. It's that kind of artistic license versus reality yeah. type of If you made a completely view, realistic biopic, it would be fucking boring. It would. Well, or, <laughs> like, or it's like The Crown, in which he is an unlikable character for the most part of The Crown. Yeah, um, and that's the thing, and especially especially what they do in the crown is very good with Philip because yeah. they don't pull back on Philip's uh, quite dated views. I've and heard stuff like that, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Mask. There's yeah. some parts where he's quite racist, especially when they go to you know Africa and stuff like that, and they. You know, because I still remember the time when Prince Philip came out here in the 90s and was incredibly Awful. sexist and racist with some of the comments he made and people went, oh, that's just but, Philip. But there'll be other films and other TV shows that'll, that won't show that side of it. Yeah. So there's going to be other TV shows that'll show the racist side of Churchill. Yeah. So, like, so let part, us have this exactly. film. Yeah, a yeah. part of me is thinking they, they could have shown it 
and show the the complexity of a man, mm. a complexity sure. of a person. So but that's not what this yeah. film's about. This it's, film isn't about that. It, no. And also, if Gary Oldman kind of like if he wants the Oscar. <laughs> One good part about getting an Oscar is playing a likable character. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yes, <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, yeah. But they uh, still gave us moments where you're like, oh, come on, mate, just like <laughs> agree yeah. to the fr- fucking peace talks. Yeah. Agree to the idea of you're being stubborn. Yes, mm. these people are going to die, and you aren't on his side for some of it. Yeah, and they they don't always let you have those moments. Exactly, and you um, didn't see him. Like, he just. He saw them as a commodity, not so yeah. much as people. And so and that was, you know... You found yourself on Sanath Brathian's side, <laughs> where you're like, Lord you know Fairfax. what, he's got a good point, even though he's clearly scheming, yeah. but his intentions seem to be, and I think they were, yes. pure, <laughs> to a point, <laughs> good. Um, but, yeah, you find yourself siding with the what should be the antagonist at yeah. times, which some films just don't do. They make this one character a god. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh that's our talk on uh, Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Do you have a like don't go like googling it but on off the top of your head do you have like a favorite Churchill quote or like something that he's talked about? Um one of my favorite quotes of his um it's it's incredibly <laughs> it's incredibly inappropriate. It's the wife one? No, or it's the woman one. It's the woman one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The woman goes, I was going to open with that and then yeah. thought, no, no, I don't really. <laughs> have you got it? Have you got the quote there? Uh, I don't. I'm just, I don't, but it's um so uh, you're, you're drunk. Yeah. I might be drunk, but yeah. I'll wake up in the morning and be sober. But you, madam, will still be ugly. <laughs> it's horrible. I it's feel like it just he could, he could have said that to anybody. Kind yeah. Of thing. And yeah, then the yeah, other yeah. one is, um, if I, if you were my husband, I'd put poison in your drink. It says, madam, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> he just like quick witted. Whether it's appropriate or not, he was very quick witted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I laugh because it's so fucking inappropriate and yep. so horrible. But yep. geez, it's funny. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's our review of Darkest yes. Hour. Yes, let us know what you think. We have had some feedback already on the Facebook page on Rob's um, review. <laughs> Always open for, like, for some healthy debate. If you have something to say, go for it. Please, go yes. It. Please and do. I... Um, hopefully uh, we will be seeing for next episode uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Which I've been hearing some cool things about already. Yeah. I don't know how people have already seen it. Guillermo del Toro won it's Best big. Director at the Golden Globe Awards for it. Yeah, it's already out in the US, but I've been hanging out to see it. Yeah, it looks beautiful visually. Uh, literally, someone's written, I fell in love in five minutes. So mm. that's high praise. Um, but yeah, so that was our that was our episode. <laughs> wormy, wormy. <laughs> I tried to work worms in and I You couldn't. tried to worm your way into talking about Let us know again. what you think. Let us know what kind of worm you are. What's your... <laughs> Yes. Basically, it's a, it's. I'm substituting the word n- worm for nerd. So, like, what kind of nerdy? What's what are you nerdy about? Yeah, shoot us the line feedback.nerdout at gmail.com or comment on Facebook. Um, we've got links in the description. Um, please rate us yeah, the podcast sure. if, if you, you feel like it's not doesn't take long. Just click on the five stars. You're on your way. Yeah. Um, if there is something you think we should review, um, like Sandro's friend told him to review Bright, <laughs> um, please don't ask me to review Bright. Um, Send uh, us send us the title. Ask you to review right now. Tell me to review a musical and send me tickets. Yeah, I'll be happy to do that. Um, yeah, anything you think we should talk about can be not that nerdy, as apparently Darkest Hour isn't. But you know what? Yes, it is. Go for it. It's, it's an Oscar fun. film, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, send us a line. Uh, keep the conversation going. And until next time, don't forget to nerd out. To worm out. Damn it! <laughs> don't forget to. Burrow out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds wrong. Get to get worms. <laughs> oh, okay. Take your worm tablet once a year. <laughs> there was a line in that just went. <laughs> 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 jumped over it. <laughs>
were just listening to Nerd Out, featuring Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears, and Sandra Felcher. This has been an Improbable Podcast production. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. The views expressed are those of the speaker and don't necessarily reflect those of the other speakers, the studio, or the network. The opening and closing music for the show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discussed was intended. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Quickly, I'm just like so, like <laughs> deep in the conversation. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Um. No, I don't. Uh, Deadpool's coming out. Uh, it's May. Being, wait, it's being moved up earlier, March. isn't it? Uh, I, I wrote down March, but I'm pretty sure it's May. Let oh. me just double check. I just take whatever Sanjo writes in the run sheet. I and take it as, take it as, as gospel. Bible. Yeah, gospel. Thank Bible. He's <laughs> Bible. I take it as Bible. Anna Kendrick's doing hip hop now. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> Only acapella. Only acapella. Oh, we've got a TV in here now. Oh, no yep. signal. Uh, there's some way to make it work. Can we put the footy up? No, I'm not allowed <laughs> to watch it until I get home. Super Bowl, though, I've taken annual leave for Super Bowl Monday, even if we don't get in. Is it? Yep. Sit and watch it and eat Mexican food. Good idea. Drink beers. Are we ready to go? Let's cool. do it. Let's yep. do it. Right. Can you can feel the tension within the family? What was unsaid? Oh, sorry, I just hit my elbow on the <laughs> on the desk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um.